Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, featuring independent and emerging artists from across Canada. My name is Sarah Scott, and thanks for hanging out today. Now, as you know, DRC Music, they sponsor One to Watch Wednesday, and they're holding summer sessions with the town of Stony Plain. They started last week, and they're going all the way until August 4th. Now, with the easing of public health guidelines and restrictions, they're going live and in person, and they're going to be hosted at Heritage Park in Stony Plain. Tons of great music coming your way. If you're listening today, June 23rd, you can catch Blake Reed with special guest Justin Sutton. If you're looking forward to next week to see some live music, you can get your tickets for Scenic Route to Alaska and Of Candor for June 30th as of Monday at 12 noon. Didn't get a ticket or you can't make it out to the shows? Concerts will be live streamed on the town's Facebook page and YouTube channels, so you can set up your own blanket or lawn chair in your yard and enjoy this free music series featuring amazing Canadian talent. Concerts will be happening, rain or shine, and gates open each night at 5.30. Special guest performances at 6.30 and headliners go on at 7. Now this event is free, but you do need tickets to get into the live show at Heritage Park. So make sure you don't miss out on that. In the spotlight this week is Manitoba's Americana artist, Chris Ulrich. I had such a wonderful conversation with him all about how he got his start in music, how he's not only a solo artist, but he's also a session musician for many well-known Canadian acts, what it's like to hear an album for the first time when it's all mixed and mastered. He also shares some road trip stories, and we also talk about an EP that he's coming out with on June 25th and so much more. You're also going to hear his two songs, Montana and Anything at All. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. All right, so first off, thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday, Chris. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Now, you have been described as a singer-songwriter who is well on their way to carving out their own artistic space within the music industry in a musical landscape often populated with copycats. You have an artistic voice that is unique. Now that is one description of you, but let's get to know you more. Who is Chris Ulrich and where'd you get your start in music? Oh, well, I've been uh, yeah, I've been a freelance guitar player, side person, hired gun for a lot of years. I got my start in Winnipeg. I'm, I'm from a small town called Lac du Bonnie originally, but I've been living in Winnipeg since uh, 2000. 10, I guess now. Wow. And just started kind of getting into the local scene here. And a lot of the Winnipeg scene was just very welcoming. People like Joey Landreth and Darren Savard and Aaron Shore and all these guitar players just kind of took me under their wing and started throwing me work. And I'm very grateful for all of them. That's really, really cool. So you did say that you grew up in Falcon Lake and Lac de Bonnie and you had a brief stint in Toronto at the beginning of 2020, but you decided to pack up a van and go back to Winnipeg to hunker down during the harshest part of the pandemic, from my understanding. So what was it that initially did bring you back to Winnipeg? It was that. It was the pandemic. I had moved there on January 1st. I had left my home in Winnipeg and, and all my family and friends and a really tough decision. I knew I wanted just to spend some time in another city and I'd always had a really nice time in Toronto and felt like there was a spot for me there. I packed up and went and then I think it was in March the pandemic started to ramp up. My friend uh, Dylan McDonald and Liam Dunn and we'd kind of moved together. We're all freelancers, but also doing our own projects. And so we'd all moved together and we were starting to play gigs there. We'd played the Dakota doing a JJKL tribute. We had played a few shows at some local venues there and things were starting to feel really good and we were meeting people and then the pandemic hit and... I just kind of envisioned myself living in a little apartment. It was a beautiful apartment, honestly. I felt really lucky. I had a great roommate. But I just envisioned myself 
living in there for a year with no shows and not being close to my family. I didn't see that as a healthy place for me to be. I packed up a van. My roommate actually packed up a van too, and we did a little convoy and made the drive back to Winnipeg. She went to Saskatchewan, but it was an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like a good adventure. And from what I also heard, you took 2020 as a year to create more than ever. So how did you create? I kind of got some new toys, honestly. I bought a synthesizer, (laughs) which has been really fun. Uh, And I bought like a drum machine and I've just been kind of trying to make music in a way that I haven't made it before. And it feels really good. I'm close to finishing up another full length record of of new songs. They're different than what I've I've done in the past, but they feel familiar. They sound like me, but there's a bit more, uh, I don't know, just a bit more interesting production. And I'm really excited about the songs a lot, actually. So I'm gearing up for that, hopefully by next year or sometime. We haven't decided yet. Well, that's super exciting. We'll definitely talk about that here in a few more minutes. But your music has been described as Americana. But according to Manitoba listeners, it has been said to have a lot of Manitoba in it. So when you listen for someone who hasn't heard your music before, what exactly is the Manitoba sound? And how have you incorporated (laughs) that into your previous works? I don't know if I can escape it. I don't know if it's a choice to incorporate it or not. <laughs> I definitely hear it. I can't put my finger on what it is, but I feel like it, it just carries a lot of influence of the local scene. And Manitoba has an incredible, incredible music scene with so many amazing musicians and writers. And I just feel like because it is such a small space, everyone is listening to each other. Everyone's working with each other. Everyone's recording together. People are touring together in different bands. And, and so I just feel like it's kind of inescapable. Like It just sounds like Manitoba to me. Oh, I love that. Now we're going to actually talk about your songwriting process and about your freelance musicianship here in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to talk about a song that I discovered that you were a solo artist with, Montana. Like, I love that song so much. So before we play it here, tell us a bit about the song and what it means to you and where it came from. What was the inspiration? Sure. Yeah, I wrote that song. Oh, it's been quite a while, but actually my pal Ariel Posen and I wrote that song together. We co-wrote most of the songs off that record. We had kind of went into the writing session with the goal of we wanted as few like downer songs <laughs> as possible. <laughs> we wanted the record to like have some momentum and be and have some movement. I had kind of this idea, this picture in my head of a tour I had done with a friend of mine, Sean Burns, who's a fantastic country singer guitar player, uh, honky-tonk guy. He's got a great podcast, too, called The Northern Report. But him and I had, we'd gone all through the States. We'd spent over a month down there in his Ford Windstar touring. I always just had this idea of the open highway in Montana and just how expansive it felt. It's The song isn't directly about that, but it was definitely influenced by that. So when I brought that to, to REL, we kind of wrote that song together with that in mind. Here it is on One to Watch Wednesday. This is Montana by Chris Ulrich. All I see is you Fading in the rear view I swore this time All that I would do Is say the things I meant to When you say you're done living that life Farewell 
by our guest, Chris Ulrich. Now, Chris, before we get back into your business side of things with music and who you are in your songwriting, that song was about the landscape of Montana and that beautiful open road. And you have taken a lot of tours and you've been on the road quite a bit as a solo artist and as a session musician. Do you have any crazy road trip stories to share? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe not all that I can tell on air, but (laughs) I'm kidding. It's all been really tame. Honestly, that, that, that tour through the States with, uh, with Sean Burns was one for the books, for sure. We played in this little town called Madrid, New Mexico. <laughs> when we had got there, we were played this old mine shaft bar. It was a town of about 300 people, and I would say like 90% of them were artists. So all the houses in town were art galleries, and it was a lot of people living off the grid, living in shipping containers with solar panels and stuff. And so we got to the venue and played, and then there were just people handing around like a tip jar with uh, like a bucket full of like putting dollar bills in and stuff and people were throwing in joints and, and there was a guy walking around with a box of like homemade cookies and it was just such a nice energy there i think about that place all the time oh that sounds like it'd be so <laughs> cool to go to and just experience that energy you know you have shared the stage as a session guitar player with other Canadian acts, and you've also been a producer on some projects as well. Tell us a bit about that. I've, I've spent most of my, I guess, most of my 20s backing people up, so I've been very thankful for that. I've seen a lot of Canada. I've been to Regina a lot of times, which I'm thankful for, <laughs> and been to the East Coast and BC, all over the place. So that's been great. And then, yeah, as, as of recently, I've been doing... Uh, bit more production work. I'm I'm working with a, a friend of mine, Field Guide. We're covering a, uh, a Coldplay record from front to back. So we're kind of doing a co-production of that. Doing a lot of self, like self-produced stuff here at my, at my own studio here in Winnipeg as well. That's pretty sweet. So how has been sharing the stage with these Canadian acts and how has been a producer helped you as a solo artist? I would say that I feel pretty comfortable on stage now. I mean, it's still different when, when I play guitar with people, I feel really comfortable. Like I feel like I know my place on the stage and 
I know how the uh, the flow of everything goes. But I still get pretty nervous sometimes getting up and being the guy behind the mic and feeling that kind of pressure. So I feel like knowing both sides of it, I kind of I, <laughs> I feel like I can empathize with the artists and, and know kind of what they're going through. But yeah, the experience of touring with all these bands throughout the years has just allowed me to see. I mean, I've just been treated very well by everyone I've worked with. And that's kind of I would say that that's a, a mantra, I guess, if I don't know if that's the right word, but to kind of keep going forward with like, I want people in my band to feel as good as as I have felt in all these bands that I've played with. They've always been very good to me. That's so cool. So when did you officially recognize in yourself that you wanted to be a solo performer yourself and that you were also a different kind of artist and that you had a voice of your own? I mean, I've been writing songs since since I can remember. I mean, I, I was started on piano and I remember just trying to write little things on piano or I remember my sister had a party one time when she must have been 16 and I was probably I guess I would have been 10 at the time I had an acoustic guitar with one string and I remember just like playing this one string in the room hoping that one of her friends would hear this song I was writing (laughs) so I think I've been doing it for a long time did you have a crush on her and you were hoping that it was a love song she'd hear? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Eh? Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I, as far as the decision kind of more recently, I'd say in the past three years, I've, I've started to put more energy behind my own thing. I've always just enjoyed putting out music, writing and recording it and putting it out and not having to really dive in too head first. But I would say that throughout this pandemic has been a bit of an awakening of just realizing that I really do want to pursue my own music and, and I want to playing more shows and have and build a career under under my own name for sure i still love playing with other people so much it just chasing this artist artist career is definitely scratching a different part that i haven't uh, itched in a while (laughs) (laughs) well that's pretty cool and you actually have a pretty great team to back you up on that and help promote your music and your sound you signed with birthday cake media and signing with the label for artists is a pretty big deal and these guys have been in your corner from the very beginning as you mentioned they've always been supporting you and uh, So what did that mean to you when they officially signed you on and how have they been able to help your career and continue to shape your career while also staying true to your vision and your songs? That's a great question. When they offered to work with me, I was obviously very excited. I've been a fan of of those guys for a long time. I've said this before many times to many people, but Stu Anderson, whenever I've sent him an email before we were working together, was always quick to write back paragraphs and paragraphs of advice for what he would do if he was managing me or if, if we were working together. And Dave Landreth, he played on my first EP. He was one of the first kind of musicians in the scene. One of those guys that took me under their wing and Joey Landreth as well, obviously. There's just so many people on that on that crew. There's Jen Dirksen, who's doing all the social media and they're fantastic at their job, are just a fantastic human being. And Rebecca Winjack, who was my roommate in Toronto, she's a project managing me on, on a lot of this stuff. And it just feels so good to be working with people that you really trust and that you've you've had a, a good relationship your whole career kind of thing. I feel very lucky. It feels like the right place. That's wonderful to hear. Now, you released your EP Pacific Central in January and has such a wide variety of sounds and moods on this EP. Like you got some storytelling, singer-songwriter songs, you have some danceable songs, you have some ambient songs. It is so cool. So how did this album come to life? Well, thank you, first of all, for listening to it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I had been writing this record for a while and I knew that I wanted to to make another record. I knew that I also wanted to make something outside of Winnipeg. You'd mentioned the Winnipeg sound and I feel like I was just craving a different recording, you know? I was craving people who didn't know the Winnipeg sound 
and and just I wanted to see what that would bring to my project. I knew I wanted to work with uh, a drummer I'd played with for a long time, Flavio Cirillo, who's an incredible musician and just one of my favorite people on the planet. Him and I had worked together a lot with Dallas Smith and continue to. He he said there was a studio called Afterlife that he really thought I should go to. He thought it would be a good fit for my music. I initially had just gone out there to get drum sounds and come home to Winnipeg and finish the record. And we ended up just cutting six songs out there. The engineer ended up playing bass on it. I had never heard him play bass before. He just jumped on the session and and I taught him the songs before each take. Yeah, and it just it just really came together really, really fast. And as soon as I left those two days at the studio, I just I could hear how the record was gonna sound. I could hear how I wanted to finish it. And so I came back to Winnipeg. And I recorded more guitars. I had a ton of fantastic Winnipeg musicians playing on it. And I also had I had um, Sam Lynch out in BC uh, do harmonies on it. I had uh, Scott Galloway from Dean Brody's band play a bunch of organ and piano and synth. And I had um, Matt Kelly from out in BC from the uh, Dallas Green band. He played a bunch of pedal steel and stuff. So it was kind of all these different artists kind of adding little flavors but the core of the record, I felt like was already done. So I felt like no matter what I could do, I couldn't really make a mistake. And I'm, I'm very proud of the record. So I, I appreciate the I appreciate you listening to it. Oh, man, I absolutely loved it. And I feel like for an artist, when you hear the finished product, the mastered product, it's got to be one of the coolest feelings ever. So when you first listen back to it, what was it like for you to hear it all said and done? It was scary because I had actually gone out. I'd finished the record and I had been on some other tours before it was mixed. And then I flew back to BC, I actually went and mixed it with the mix engineer. So I, he had a little guest cabin on his property. So I ended up just staying at this cabin for a week and he would just finish the mixes in the evening and I would go for a drive around these kind of like, not mountainy, it's not really in the mountains, it's Maple Ridge, BC, but some kind of, you know, some bigger hills. I'd just drive around at night in this rental car listening to my mixes. It was so exciting to hear the songs come from just the studio bed track sounds and, and from hearing it in my house so many times. To hearing it kind of get closer and closer and then to, yeah to hear the final masters i definitely was feeling a lot of emotions it was a, it was a long a long process writing the songs recording them mixing them getting them mastered it's definitely an involved thing to make a record and it's like pretty emotionally taxing so i think i felt a lot of relief but i also felt just yeah just a lot of joy i think like i felt like i had done the right thing you know Oh, I love that. That is just so cool. Now, you have more music coming out. You mentioned that you're working on a new project with your new toys that you bought yourself, such as a th- synthesizer. And yeah. <laughs> the name of the project, it is so cool. And it's actually your house. So tell us about the whole entire project. <laughs> yeah, so the record's called, uh, it's an EP, three song EP. It's called Braemar Avenue, January 2021. And I just wanted that name just to feel like someone had written it on the back of a photograph in your parents' basement. Because the record, to me, even though two of the songs were actually written in Toronto when I'd first moved there, the record, to me, does feel like my home here in Winnipeg, and it feels like this house. I just wanted to kind of pay homage to that. That's super cool. And you have some new works coming out on June 25th. That's right. Yeah, I got... Uh, there's a song called City Rains coming out, and Room with a View. That'll complete the three-song EP. So I've released the song Anything at All. It's already out. You can stream it and all it everywhere and go on YouTube and watch a live video of it. But yeah, so that'll be a three song EP. And then I'm working on more music as we speak. And guess what we're going to talk about right now? Anything <laughs> at all before we play it. And I have the song still on repeat in my car because I just find it such a relatable song and also such a just very well written song. Like you feel the emotion when you just listen to it. So tell us how this song came about. I had written this. It was the first song I'd written when I moved to Toronto. My pal Field Guide and I were living in a one-bedroom apartment together, a basement apartment in Toronto. We were taking turns. There was a, it was just like a bedroom and a couch. And so I'd get the couch for a week. 
and then we'd switch and he'd get the couch for a week and we'd keep just switching back and forth. <laughs> yeah, one night I'd come home from this bar called The Skyline on Queen West and it's where I ended up spending most of my bar nights in Toronto. It was just an amazing, amazing, amazing bar full of amazing people. I came home one night after a night there and, you know, I had started to meet some people in Toronto and it was just kind of feeling out all the friend groups and trying to find my place in the scene. I mean, the song is kind of about, you know, having an unrequited love or a crush. But mostly I wanted this song to to put forward that that feeling of when, you know, when you're in a new place and you don't feel like you have all the burdens of your everyday life. You kind of you feel pretty f- feel pretty free and you have a lot of curiosity about everybody around you. You don't know anybody. And that was kind of the the vibe I wanted to put forward. I think that's why it feels so relatable to so many people because we've either all moved into a new place, a new city, or have been acquainted with somebody new and it just sits and it just fits well with all those moods. So here it is for you right now. This is Anything at All by our guest, Chris Ulrich. Maybe it's the wine talking. Maybe it's the cigarettes. Maybe it's the Betsy Klein record. Playing. Is it the air in here? Is it the atmosphere? Maybe it's the way your lips move when you're saying anything at all. When you say anything at all, I find it hard. Maybe it's the shorter days Is Mercury in retrograde Maybe it's the Jesus safe sign Sidewalk praying Is it the band tonight? Is it the skyline lights? Maybe it's the way your lips move When you're singing
wine and talking Maybe it's the cigarettes Maybe it's the pets decline Record there's our guest, Chris Ulrich, with his song, Anything at All. And that song and the song you heard earlier, Montana, and all of his music is available right now wherever you buy, download, or stream your music. Make sure you go get it. He is on all social media platforms as well, so you can follow along on his musical journey. And you can check him out on his website at chrisulrich.com. And yep, as he mentioned, this Friday, a brand new EP is coming your way. So make sure you get it when it comes out. And a big thank you going out to DRC Music for sponsoring One to Watch Wednesday. Don't forget with the town of Stony Plain, they are hosting summer sessions all the way through till August. Weeks on end of incredible live Canadian talent coming your way live in person at Heritage Park in Stony Plain. Or if you can't make it down to the park, you can check it live streamed on YouTube or Facebook on the town of Stony Plains pages. Now, if you do plan on heading down to Heritage Park to see the shows live, you do need tickets, but they are free. You just got to register for the tickets and you'll get on in. If you just want to catch it on YouTube or Facebook, also free. So head on over to Town of Stony Plains website or DRC Music's Facebook page for all the details and for tickets. Big thanks going out to those guys this week, too. And a big thank you for listening. My name is Sarah Scott. This has been One to Watch Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day.